subsidized loans, unsubsidized loans, interest rates, and compounding interest. If any of those terms just confused you, you need to listen to part one with Kieran Lenahan. Because if you haven't, this episode won't make any sense. For this cheat code, we'll be going over exactly how Kieran and his wife paid over $100,000 of student loans and how you can do that too. But for those of you who are new to the show, my name is Justin Wynn, and this is Declassified College. Who's your fighter? Fight. Welcome to Declassified College, where I, Justin Wynn, share my cheat codes to college and make sure that you're ready for the real world by the time that you walk across that stage. Make sure you subscribe, not just for you, not just for me, but for the millions of college students around the world to find this podcast. Now, you don't want to let down millions of students, do you? Just a quick refresh from last episode. Kieran not only paid off his own six-figure student debt, but he also helps recent graduates conquer their own loans with his personal finance coaching. So let's jump into the cheat code to help you beat your student debt. Yeah, so I love this. And there, I've heard of lots of people who have gotten really creative to tackle this same problem. And you know, it's some of it can depend on what your personal situation is. You might have opportunities that I didn't have or... I may have had opportunities that you might not have, but there are some core principles that really guided the way that we thought about paying things back. The first one, this is going to sound maybe really simple, maybe overly simple, but this is a principle that we still apply today and that has actually allowed me to do what I'm doing now, which is to leave a a stable job and jump into the entrepreneurial world without really a ton of fear of financial uh, consequences and not being able to pay our bills. And that is spend less money than you make. (laughs) Again, it sounds super simple. Maybe it's the first time you're hearing this and that's okay. But if you spend less money than you actually have coming in, that difference, that's what you have to be able to either pay off student loans or invest, again, to play offense and to have your money actually work for you. You know, the difference between those things is going to be what allows you like to invest in yourself if you want further education, to go out and enjoy yourself and be with friends and things like that. You have to spend less money than you make. Otherwise, we're talking about a whole other issue, which could be getting into credit card debt, which if you mm. thought if you thought a nine percent interest rate was high for student loans, credit cards we're talking about fifteen to twenty five percent interest rates. And that's Again, that's a hole that you just you don't want to dig yourself into uh, because it's going to make things a lot harder on on yourself in the future as you try to dig out of that. So that would be the first principle that I'd share. Spend less money than you make. Yeah, and I think for a lot of people that it's it's something that I think a lot of people know, but it's very sort of hard to execute on, especially coming right out of school, right? It's some of those purchase purchases that you feel that you need, um, which I would argue that you don't necessarily need. For instance, I've seen people buy new cars. I've seen people buy, um, put down payments on houses um, that are my friends that have recently graduated. And I know how much they make and I know how much student debt that they're in. And what I would say to that is take into consideration all of those aspects above. When it comes to student debt, you don't really want to continue to 
keep those interest payments going because you're just ending up paying more and more for no reason. So trying to find ways to lower your monthly spend, whether it's on rent, whether it's on going out, um, those beers going out on happy hours, whatever it may be, just maybe cutting back once or twice a month, it can really make a difference uh, a few years down the line when you have a lot less interest to pay. Yeah, I love that. And that's, you know, that actually speaks to another principle that we live by, which is really when it boils down to it, question what you, what in your head you say, I need this, you know, question that don't just accept that and really think through, do I, do I really need to be spending money on this? And I'm not saying don't have fun. Like we absolutely had fun over the course of paying off our student loans. We, we hung out with friends. We did get to travel, but we were keeping in mind this larger picture of the life that we wanted to create in the future. And we knew that the goals that we had in the future, that was going to be harder if we continued to push off our student loan payments and continue to say, you know what, I'll deal with that later. I'll deal with it later. Um, generally, delayed gratification, if you deal with it now, you're going to thank yourself later and you'll have more opportunities later on because you're not going to be paying towards those student loans. 100%. And I think something that's, at least it's really helped me for that exact sort of thing is writing down everything that I spent money on um, for one month, right? It seems, again, very simple, but I didn't realize how much money I was spending on food or or gas even to go to all these places and business meetings that I wasn't necessarily making money from. And when I realized that, I was like, I don't really need to be doing this. And I think a lot of people, if they took that time to actually write down and see how much money that they're spending on every single thing for a whole month, they'll find ways to start saving five, 10, 50, 100, a couple hundred dollars every single month. And again, that'll do wonders in a few years when it comes to paying off your student debt. Yeah, for sure. Again, this it's this idea, like I love the idea of writing it down because, you know, we we used to use cash, right? Like cash isn't the most commonly used thing anymore. We swipe a card and in our brain, like they've done studies on this, the science backs it up. It feels like we're not really spending as much money when all we do is swipe a card and not (laughs) actually handing over dollar bills. Like it's, it sounds silly, but like when I go to the, I went to the grocery store this past week, I left my wallet in my wife's car and I had to pay with cash. And then handing over that money, it's like, there's a little bit more psychological pain because it's like, oh man, I worked hard for that money. Now I can really physically see it like being given somewhere else, given to somebody else. And so that's a, that's a great tip, you know, do that exercise, write down what you spend your money on. And, you know, when you graduate and you have regular bills, that's a really great place to look at. Do I really need this? Do I need my own Netflix subscription or can I tack on to my parents? Sounds silly, but when you start to think about the recurring expenses that you have, $10 a month, you start to add that up and add that up, you're going to be eliminating a lot of your monthly expenses. Um, so one actually, one thing I want to highlight and kind of go back to the, the spend less money than you earn, really all of this entails two things. Know how much money you earn every month or every week, or break it down to whatever timeline makes sense for you, and know how much you spend. Again, very simple things, but with those two pieces of information, that equips you with the knowledge that you need to understand, do I need to cut back on spending? Where can I cut back on it? Um, And then 
the next principle, really one of the biggest ones that relates to the ones that we've just talked about is to automate what can be automated. I know typically when, when people hear the word budget, I used to be scared of that word. I was like, that sounds really boring. It sounds like not a lot of fun and it sounds like it's very complicated. Luckily, we have a lot of technology available to us today that's free that can actually do all of this work for us and track what we're spending and track how much money we're making. And that makes it very easy to understand what are these numbers for yourself and maybe what changes you can make. What are some of those resources um, in terms of like technology that students can can look at? Yeah, so the my favorite ones, uh, and there are, if you ask different people, they prefer different tools, but essentially they do the same thing. Uh, one is called Mint, and another one is called Personal Capital. Essentially, what they do is you link them to you know, your bank account and if you have any credit cards, and all they do is they just track and categorize the money that you spend. And so you can go in at any point and check, oh, this is how much I spent this month on groceries. This is how much money I can- that I made this month. And you can track that over time and it does it all for you. And it's actually really, personal capital is my favorite. It gives you graphs if you're more of a visual person and it allows you to just look back at your history and say, okay, am I moving in the right direction? Am I spending more money or less money than I was in the past? Uh, so it gives you just a really nice big picture understanding of your financial position. That's awesome. All right. Next principle, what you got for us? Yeah. So again, I think those are those are definitely the three biggest ones. Uh, spend less than you earn. Question what you really need and automate what can be automated. This one is less of a principle. Uh, well, you know what? It is a principle. Don't be afraid to ask for help. So mm. this this can mean uh, really what I mean by don't be afraid to ask for help is don't be afraid to not know something. I think we get caught in, in today's culture, like especially depending on what you study, you might feel like I have to have all the answers. I have to know this. I should know this already. But ultimately, especially when it comes to personal finance, I have found as a whole that our education system just doesn't really prepare us that well. Everything that I've learned about personal finance, I've taught myself using the internet. And I've either done that or I've asked other people who are more experienced than me, older than me, or have knowledge that I don't have. And that's okay. It's okay to not know, but it's not okay to pretend like you do know and just continue living on that way. So, you know, it takes some humility. It takes admitting that, okay, maybe we don't have all the answers. But if you have questions about personal finance, like ask somebody in your life who might have the answer. Ask somebody who's more experienced that you trust. Um, so that's that's one point I definitely wanted to make. Yeah, I think the the topic of money, right, in general is sort of this hush-hush topic that we're, we're taught growing up. Like you're not really supposed to talk about it. But I think especially with personal finances and especially because of the internet, we're in this really unique space where or time where you can learn a lot through influencers, YouTube videos, whatever it may be. Um, do you have any recommendations on where these uh, all these listeners can start to listen and learn a little bit more about like personal finances? 
Yeah, there are honestly a lot of great blogs and and websites, and they also have YouTube channels. A few that I recommend, uh, Nerd Wallet is just a great resource for pretty much everything that has to do with finance. So Nerd Wallet is one. Mint also has some, they have content in addition to that, you know, product that I talked about, the tracker for your personal finances. Those are two really well-known ones, but honestly, there are lots and lots of resources. There's an entire community of people that are dedicated to this idea of financial independence and living really frugally and just, again, taking that principle of like question what you really need. They take it to to an extreme and really look to save as much money as possible so that they can retire early. Uh, so if you're interested in, in that type of thing, it's if you look up FIRE, stands for Financial Independence Retire Early, you know, that's a whole different community that you can plug into. And there are a lot of really great principles and ideas that they apply. Totally. And I think the word personal finances, it scares a lot of people. It's a very scary word, along with all the jargon that, again, financial people like myself, when I went to school, um, they, they like to use it to sort of make it hard for the average person to understand if you're not in the world of business. And I think what the biggest lesson to get out of this episode has been is that personal finances, although it's very scary on the outside, it's very simple when it comes to what the core things uh, you should be doing on a day-to-day. And I appreciate you being able to shed some light on some of those ideas. But we're coming towards the end of this episode. Do you have any final tips for all the students out there in terms of what they can start to do to set themselves up for success when it comes to personal finances? Yeah, at this one point is... It applies to more than just personal finance. I think it applies to really every area of our lives, but I'm not going to bash on social media. I think it can be a really powerful tool. I think it can be used for a lot of good, but I think a lot of us, myself included, have gotten in a habit of comparing ourselves to other people. And I've seen this happen time and time again when it comes to money and how people choose to spend their money. And you know, there's a, a funny, but funny because there's part of it that's really true quote that says, you know, people spend money they don't have to impress people they don't even like. And I'm actually butchering this quote. I think there's, there's a, there's a few like parts of the quote, but it's essentially you're spending money that you don't have to impress people that you don't even know or like, uh, for approval of people who don't actually even care about you. It's something along those lines. And, Really, like the point that I want to make is don't feel like you need to spend money in a certain way or have certain things in order to feel good enough or to feel like you stack up to other people that you see on on social media or even in your life. You know, the term keeping up with the Jones, like that's a a term that I, I heard all the time. And it's this idea that you're really you're buying a bigger house because oh man the person next to me has a big house so I'm going I'm going to buy it. But really a lot of people on the outside it might look like wow they have all this really nice stuff but they may actually be in a bunch of debt. They might have $100,000 of student loans. They might not actually own their car. And so just really think about why you're spending the money, question whether or not you need it and Don't be afraid to ask questions. Another day, another cheat code. 
and you're on your way to defeating the level that we like to call college. If you've liked any of the cheat codes that we've given out, please hit that subscribe button and give us a review on iTunes. Each review helps us grow and make sure that more people learn these tips. We love to hear from you all, so make sure you check out our website www.getchillgrindup.com and follow us on all social media platforms at getchillgrindup. That's G-E-T-C-H-O-G-R-I-N-D-U-P. So until next time, peace.